Hi, my name is Jovi. My name is Charlie. And you're listening to Bed Crime, Crime Stories. Stories. It's a weekly true crime podcast <laughs> where we pour ourselves a drink and we take turns telling each other the stories that keep us up at night. We woo, are woo, in, in the person. same room together. Yes. It is so exciting. It, we're back together and it feels so good. Yeah, reunited. It feels yes. so good. Yes, it does. It's very exciting. It actually feels kind of weird to be in the same room again instead of just being like, I'm watching you on camera on Zoom. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's like weird. I was, like I was the girl on TV like LFO used to sing about. Yes. Yes, exactly. Just like That's that. It's a deep cut. Just like that. That's a deep cut. Um, and I, guys, I feel really official. I have my own microphone now. Yes. Like, this is cool. Yeah. Joey's been um, borrowing, like, my spare. <laughs> I had a spare <laughs> microphone. And um, when we do Zoom podcasting, Joey's been using just, like, her work headset that she uses for, like, training and shit. Um, No, it's my fiance's gaming headset that's Sorry. now mine. It's it's pretty because the little microphone lights up blue, mm. and I like it. Yeah, this one doesn't light up. No, well, I mean, I have a mute button that's lit up red. That's true. So I mean, that's that true. counts. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you're all official now. You have an official. I am. So I want to give a shout out to Christine, who is one of our listeners. She's a friend of mine from my day job, mm-hmm. and uh, she very kindly. Inadvertently donated. <laughs> donated us some equipment. Um, it's a long story. Don't want to really get into it here, but we appreciate you, Christine. Yes, thank you, Christine. You're you made best. me feel so special. You are the best around. <clears throat> um, so thank you. Yes. Um, I know I did not pull up any true crime headlines. No, I didn't either. Yeah. Um, so shame on me. Shame, shame on us. Shame, shame. Uh, yep. I know your name. Yep. So sorry, guys. Sorry, I mean, guys. there's true crime still happening. So if you really wanted to know, I'm sure you could uh, <laughs> go to Facebook news stories or yeah. go to people.com because we know we get a lot from people.com. True, true. So, true. It'll be back next week. I there's promise. always something happening. Mm-hmm. There's always people getting hurt. And always. it sucks. Always. That's just unfortunately how the world the world works. And that is true. Yes. I feel like there's something on me. Hold on. Okay. There's nothing on me. Okay. It was just well, put like a tickle on my leg. I thought there was a bug. That's weird. I'm glad it wasn't a bug because I wouldn't be in this room right now. Yes. Sorry. And then that too. That's also new for us. We I we're we're recording at my house and um, we always record in my office because I work from home. And I got a new desk, so my office has been rearranged, and we're, like, official, like, it's very office-y in here. Yes. Now. Yeah. And we're actually facing one another, not kind of, like, rigging it to yeah. where we're kind of, no, we're actually, like, I'm looking into Charlie's eyes yes. right and now. and we're using, like, a desk. So yeah. I made sure that what I did was I took my old, tiny, crappy desk, mm-hmm. and I turned that into our, like, fancy podcast station. So now we're, like, mm-hmm. facing each other. It's very fish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's very exciting. It is. There's I, all new things happening right now, guys. And I like it. It's a nice setup. I dig mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I dig it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Charlie, since we are not prepared with um, <laughs> our true crime headlines, yeah, because we're bad people. We are bad people. Um, <laughs> would you like to go ahead and get things started with your story this week? Yeah, I guess we'll jump right on in. So, um... I am going to tell a story that I know happens to be one of Jovi's favorites. Yes. Um, so I'm, I could tell you I was thinking about doing this story when we did our collaboration episode with Dom from Horror House um, because it's unsolved. So I wanted because I want to do something like spooky Yuki. 
but I felt this was not spooky ooky enough for a horror house. So I'm going to tell it now on our podcast for all of you wonderful people who mm-hmm. I love so much. Mm-hmm. So um, let me tell you my sources first. My sources are the bio- biography.com, all that's interesting, an article from the LA Times, and history.com. Mm-hmm. No Wikipedia. Wow. Zero Wikipedia. That shocks me. Correct. Wow. And I'm okay. very proud of myself. I, I'm very proud of myself. You know, we should we should test ourselves to see how many stories we could do without using Wikipedia. Right now, one. Okay. okay. <laughs> but <laughs> We're it, one in a million. It's it's still a start. So it let's see from from this moment on. Let's from see from this moment on. Let's see how many we could do. Okay. Now, did you want to? No, we can't include Murderpedia with that, or can we? Because I don't really use Murderpedia all that much. I don't use Murderpedia that much either, except, well, okay, so what I'll do is I look it up on Wikipedia, then I go to Murderpedia just to see if there's, like, police files, mm, because that's mm-hmm. the one thing that Murderpedia is usually really, really good for, is they'll mm-hmm. have, like, actual police documentation scanned, and they usually have really good photos and also really awful photos. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but you could use them to credit for, like, when we do our Instagram correct. posts. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. But I'm saying, like, story-wise, let's try right. to use other sources and see how well we do. All right. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So far, one. Okay. <laughs> so tonight I'm going to be telling the tragedy of Hollywood legend Natalie Wood. <sighs> and, like... I know it's horrible to say this is one of my favorite stories just because it's so it's it's devastating mm-hmm. it's just yeah I just love the story I will tell my feelings about it afterwards yes. <laughs> if we want to dare go there but we're just going to be using the word allegedly a lot a lot a lot a lot okay so Natalie Wood was born Natalia Nikolaevna Zakarenko on July 20th, 1938, in San Francisco, California, to an alcoholic father and an overbearing stage mother. That sounds horrible. Yeah. Her mother, Maria, determined to make Natalie a star and the family provider. She would regularly push her to audition for roles despite her being so young. Um, Maria, her mother, uh, visited a fortune teller when she herself was a child, and she was given a very eerie prediction. And the fortune teller told Maria that her second child would be a great beauty and famous, but that she should, quote, beware of dark water. Huh. Isn't that... Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. Yes. So, Natalie Wood got her start on the big screen when she was only eight years old on Miracle... or in Miracle on 34th Street. That was, like, her big break as a child actor. Um, And at age... At the age of 16, Natalie began filming one of her most famous films, Rebel Without a Cause. So she co-starred with James Dean and Sal Mineo on the 1955 film, which centered around teenage rebellion and angst. In the film, Natalie played the girlfriend of Troubled Outsider, played by James Dean. She earned an Academy Award nomination for her work. Um, in 1961, she starred in yet another troubled romance, West Side Story. <laughs> mm-hmm. She played main character Maria, who falls for a boy from the wrong side. Uh, we know what West Side yes, Story is about, yes. right? So I was going to say, I think... If you don't know what West Side Story is or the premise of it at this point, you know what? Yeah. Go Google it. Go to Apple Music. Pull up the music. Mm-hmm. Like, or whatever, wherever you listen to your music on. Yeah. Um, but I really think there it's a small percentage of people that don't know what West Side Story is. Uh, correct. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. 
So she played the main character, uh, Maria, who falls in love with a boy from the wrong side of tracks. Literally just said that. Natalie did all her own dancing in West Side Story, but her singing was dubbed by a Broadway performer, Marnie Nixon. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, later on, she, she played, or actually the next year, she played a role that seemed to mirror her own life, uh, where Natalie played the title character in Gypsy in 1962, which is the musical about stripper Gypsy Rose Lee. Uh, Rosalind Russell co-starred as the domineering stage mother who drove her daughter to perform. <laughs> I love Gypsy. Gypsy plays a very special, holds a very special place in my heart because Gypsy was the first musical that I was in when I was in high school. It was our freshman year musical. Um, I had like a very teeny tiny little bit part that doesn't really count as a part. I was like a quote mother. <laughs> like I was an extra, <laughs> extra, extra. Um, all about it. Yeah, but um, I love Gypsy. I will always love Gypsy. Though I will tell you, the I don't usually watch the 62 version of Gypsy with Natalie Wood. I usually watch the version of Gypsy with Bette Midler. Mm-hmm. Because I love Bette Midler as Rose. I feel like most people do. She was amazing yeah. as Rose. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so anyway, getting back on track. So being a Hollywood starlet, of course, Natalie earned a lot of press, not only for her professional life, but also for her personal life as well. Mm -hmm. So Natalie had numerous, very public relationships um, with her co-stars, with colleagues and other stars. So she dated actor Dennis Hopper, um, who is the killer in Speed. Mm -hmm. If you haven't seen that, spoiler alert, I guess. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure you've seen Speed by now. I was going to say, and again, same thing with West Side Story. (laughs) If you um, haven't seen Speed... Watch Speed. Well, also watch Speed, because Speed's great. Speed is a great... It's so bad, it's great. It, well, no, the first one's not terrible. The second one... Eh. The second one's awful. Cruise it's, Control yeah, is terrible. it's really Keanu bad. Keanu isn't even in the second one. No. Just watch the first one. I got Mono making out with a person watching Speed 2. Cruise See? Control. Don't watch Speed 2. No, you'll get Mono. You'll get Mono. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good times. I was in somebody's basement. We are kissy-kissy watching Speed 2. <laughs> what a movie to watch. I know. Okay. I know. All right. Anyway, so she dated uh, killer in Speed, Dennis Hopper, <laughs> um, who's all, also obviously very famous for other things other than being in Speed. Mm-hmm. Um, she also dated Hotel Dynas- Dynasty heir Nikki Hilton. Okay. And she even dated my favorite, Elvis Presley. Well, she's beautiful. They've oh, they probably made such a beautiful couple. Oh my god. Like they would have been I can't even. Like, oh my god, those dark eyes and that yes. dark hair and oh my god. Oh my gosh. Ugh, god, Elvis. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Come <laughs> back to it. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Her first marriage in the 1950s also attracted much media coverage. When Natalie was only 18 years old, she married 26-year-old actor Robert Wagner. Mm. This was in 1957. Uh So the union, unfortunately, did not last. Uh, The pair split up in 1962, and after her marriage ended, Natalie began a relationship with Warren Beatty. Legendary Playboy, mm-hmm, Warren mm-hmm. Beatty. So she she was with all the good ones. I mean, seriously, like the only person we're really missing from like that era. Well, she's co-star with James Dean. She co-star with James Dean. That's I'm, and I'm talking. I don't about know like, if it was me. If I wanted to collect the whole set, I would have to have had. <laughs> I would have had to have had a little. Uh, <laughs> sorry, um, Dean Martin would have had to be thrown mm-hmm, in there for mm-hmm. me personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, young Marlon Brando, of course, um, and then my absolute one hundred percent favorite is um, Elvis. No, oh, well, Elvis is well, Elvis is definitely my favorite, but um, Gene Kelly. Mm-hmm. Gene Kelly is, I mean, mm-hmm. still like I, 
can picture him in Singing in the Rain, which is my favorite musical of all time. And well, favorite movie musical of all time. Well, no, Jesus Christ Superstar is. I'm off track. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh yeah, I love Gene Kelly. Okay. <clears throat> which, FYI, they're doing a movie about Gene Kelly. Oh. And um somebody really amazing is playing him, and now I'm having a complete brain fart. Is it Zephron? It's not Zephron. Oh, damn. Shit. Zephron is amazing at everything he does. Everything. It's awesome. The touches. when I found out about the casting, I was really excited about it. Oh, oh, you're not gonna like it. Never mind. How is it? Chris Evans. Oh. I'm sorry. That's great casting. That's great casting. Sure. All right. Anyway, mm-hmm. Warren Beatty. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Though she attended years of therapy, Natalie was suffering from depression in 1966 and attempted to commit suicide by drug overdose that year. As part of her recovery, Natalie took a break from making movies. In 1969, she married Richard Gregson, who was a writer and a producer, and the, ca- the couple had one daughter, Natasha, the following year. In 1972, Natalie experienced yet another turn in her personal life. She divorced Richard Gregson and remarried Robert Wagner. They had one child, a daughter named Courtney, born in 1974. And it seemed that at this time, Natalie was focusing less time on her career and devoting far more far more time to her family. So just a quick rundown of who Robert Wagner is. He was born in Michigan in 1930. Robert Wagner moved to California as a child, and he went on to become a successful film and television actor. His films include With a Song in My Heart, The Pink Panther, and the Austin Powers trilogy, mm-hmm. in which he played grown-up number two. <laughs> Number two. Um, On TV, he found success in Heart to Heart, uh, among other series. He actually played, uh, fun fact, he played um, in NCIS. And the guy who's the lead character in NCIS is, um, fuck, what's his name? Mm -hmm. Son of a bitch. You like him. I do. Oh, God. Weatherly. Uh, Michael Weatherly. Yes. He is not the main main, but he's the main hottie. But Michael Weatherly played Robert Wagner in a movie about this story. Oh, I did not know that. Isn't that like a creepy, like, doody, 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 doody moment? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, So in summary, Robert, like Natalie Wood, also Hollywood icon. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now we go to our... Meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. Of the story. So, on November 29th, 1981, the body of actress Natalie Wood was found floating in the Pacific Ocean off California's Catalina Island. She was wearing a flannel nightgown, a down jacket, and wool socks. Natalie had spent Thanksgiving weekend aboard her yacht, Splendor. It's Splendor. But it's like spelled the British way with an O-U-R, so it's a splendor. Um, with her husband, Robert Wagner, her co-star in the movie Brainstorm, Christopher Walken. Yeah. And the ship's captain, Dennis Davern. 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 I'm going to say Davern. It's like it's like tavern, but with a D. Or cavern. Or cavern with a D. Yes. Davern. So we're going to go with that. Tragedy stuck that struck that night, resulting in Natalie's death at only 43 years old. So sad. So sad. So upsetting. So beautiful. Yes. So talented. Just yeah. horrible. Really sad. Horrible. Really fucking sad. On November 30th, Thomas Noguchi, chief medical examiner in the L.A. County Coroner's Office, announced his cause of death as, quote, an accidental drowning. He noted that there was, quote, superficial bruises on Natalie's body, um, and he assumed them to be from falling into the water. And there were scratch marks on the yacht's dinghy. 
<laughs> as evidence of her attempts um, and again assumed that that was evidence of her attempts to climb on board before becoming exhausted and drowning in the ocean. Mm-hmm. So this was the presumed uh, story from that evening. Mm-hmm. So two days after her body was found, Natalie's funeral uh, happened. Um, there was a very famous scene from her funeral of Robert Wagner kissing her coffin. Um, and the investigation into her untimely death was formally closed on December 11th, 1981. So just a couple of weeks after her death. Mm. But as the years go on, details of what happened that night begin to emerge. And as more information is released, it seems to come up, bring up more questions than answers. Mm-hmm. So we're really left with a lot of people wondering what really happened that night yeah still to this day um here's kind of what has been quilted together as an the most comprehensive explanation of what happened so hours before natalie's death the three actors had dinner at doug's harbor reef restaurant in two harbors um on catalina island in in two harbors on catalina island like catalina dressing or it's the catalina wine mixer very nice. Um, Catalina Island. And then returned back to the yacht, the Splendor. Uh, so Robert Wagner adds that he and Christopher Walken were engaged in, quote, a political debate for much of the evening. Um, and he said that it likely bored his wife, causing her to check out of the conversation and go to bed. I mean, same, Natalie. I mean, yeah, same. like, for real. I can see how that would be plausible. Mm-hmm. Um, he theorized that she may have been unable to sleep with the dinghy banging against the yacht um, and then she fell and hit her head while she was attempting to tighten the line. An analysis of her stomach contents placed her time of death around midnight. The report said that Robert placed a call um, a radio call to report her missing at 1.30 a.m. So Roger Smith, an L.A. County rescue boat captain who helped pull Natalie's body from the water, said he did not receive a call to look for her until 5 a.m. Oh. Yeah. Well, and also that always struck me as odd, too, because I don't think she would go out by herself at night to attempt to tie up the dinghy. I'm sorry. Like, that made no sense to Mm -hmm. me. And it still doesn't. It still doesn't. There's a lot of things that don't make sense to me about the story. Yeah. Like if that was me, I'd be like, no, no, you're going to go out there and do it or you're going to help me because it's one, it's dark. Right. And then as he's doing it, I'm going to go quit playing with your dinghy. Well, yes, you have to. It's you have to do it. One of my favorite lines from Tommy Boy. Yes. But yeah, no, don't like that. Agreed. Um, So over the years, Robert stuck to his original version of events. And for his part, Christopher Walken remained pretty much silent on the entire ordeal from that weekend. Like Christopher Walken's not saying a word. He's like, I'm not talking about it to you. Okay. All right. Let us let us start the count. How many times Charlie is (laughs) going to do her Christopher Walken Because it's really it's really bad. So that's the only time I'm going to do it. She says that's it. But we'll see. We'll see. You're, uh, You're up to one. Yeah, I only had a, uh, I still have like a half a glass of wine left, so we'll see. <laughs> um, he was silent. Um, and it wasn't until the year 2000 when the boat's captain, Dennis Davern, told his side of the story. So captain stated that Natalie and Christopher Walken had been flirting throughout the entire weekend and that things turned nasty when the group returned to the Splendor after an evening spent drinking on the island. Mm. According to Davern... Robert, at one point, smashed a wine bottle on the table and yelled at Walken, what are you trying to do, fuck my wife? <laughs> and he's like, no. Okay. Two. So, so, 
<laughs> this is awful because it's such a tragic story. I need to stop. Okay. No more Christopher Walken impressions because it's mm-hmm. ba- First of all, again, mm-hmm. they're bad. And second of all, this is serious. So mm-hmm. Natalie stormed off and slammed the door of her room. Um... And then Robert eventually headed down to the room, presumably presumably to confront her. Davern recalled that what followed was an epic fight between Natalie and Robert. And he claimed, allegedly, to have heard the dinghy being untied before Robert returned, tousled and, quote, sweating profusely. Mm, mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. So Christopher Walken at this point was already in bed. So he was not part of the... Uh, this like kerfuffle or this next bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert and Dennis winds up wind up staying up later for more drinks. And then Robert says at around 1.30 that he's going to go check on Natalie. He returns back uh, to Dennis saying that he couldn't find her anywhere on the yacht. So Davern himself begins to start searching around the boat. Um, at that point, the captain recalled that Robert declined his suggestions to turn on the floodlights, allegedly, and look for Natalie in the water. Um, he said, allegedly, quote, <laughs> I ain't getting fucking sued. Um, Robert Wagner's still alive. I'm saying fucking dick. So um, he said, quote, allegedly, we don't want to do anything, Dennis, because we don't want to alert all of the people out there or all of these people here. Okay. Um, and then they finally radioed for help after that. So in 2009, Davern published his long-awaited tell-all called Goodbye, Natalie, Goodbye, Splendor. Um, in 2011, he was among the over 700 people who signed a petition over the seemingly flawed investigation into Natalie's death, which prompted the L.A. County Sheriff's Department to reopen the case of in November of that year, which yeah. was exactly 30 years after her death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It should have been done sooner, in my opinion, but... Yeah. yeah. Um, the following summer... So the summer of 2012, the L.A. County coroner changed the cause of death to, quote, drowning and other undetermined factors. Interesting. Yes. Citing a closer examination of the bruises that suggested Natalie was assaulted. Mm. Uh Yet another hiccup emerged in February 2018 when the sheriff's department reclassified the death as suspicious and named Robert Wagner a person of interest. I mean, following yeah. 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 <laughs> following interviews with former neighbors and feller fel, feller feller. Hey, feller and fellow boaters that were there that weekend. Mm-hmm. At 92 years old, Wagner no longer talks to the police about his wife's death, but many other people are talking, which of course keeps hope alive that after all these years the mystery surrounding the death of Natalie Wood would finally be solved. Mm-hmm. Had she lived, Natalie would be turning 84 years old this July. So there's two primary documentaries that I wanted to tell you guys about. So there's a documentary about the death of Natalie Wood on HBO mm-hmm. called Natalie Wood, What Remains Behind. This one was uh, primarily features Natalie's daughter, Natasha, with interviews with Robert Wagner. And the documentary, this particular one was released in 2018 and seemingly is an attempt to tell Robert Wagner's side of the story. Okay. And, and it, alleged, like I guess, clear his name. Um, if you're interested in hearing the other side of the story, um, I would recommend watching An American Murder Mystery, Natalie Wood, which you can find on both Hulu and Discovery Plus. Mm-hmm. Now, it's I did, very good. It is very good. I, and it's only like 43 minutes long. It's mm-hmm. like an hour long. Mm-hmm. Um, I did notice that if you do look to go get it on Hulu, you have to have Hulu Live. So if you have Discovery Plus, go ahead and throw it on Discovery Plus. Oh, they must, they must have changed that because yeah. we don't have Hulu Live and I was able to watch it. Yeah, so. it's on Discovery Plus. 
Um, so this documentary features Natalie's sister, Lana Wood, and it accounts and key account little boop beep bop and accounts from key witnesses in Natalie's mm-hmm. death. And that is the mysterious and ridiculously tragic, untimely, horrific death of Hollywood icon mm-hmm. Natalie Wood. I I agree with um the captain of the yacht, the Davern guy. Uh-huh. I I my theories kind of coincide with what he said. Like there's no in my opinion, my opinion, I'm mm-hmm. not stating this as fact. Um I don't see her going out to the dinghy by herself. I definitely agree that there had to have been some kind of argument, mm-hmm. and, you know, cuz I mean when you drink, it happens. Correct. The only case that I will make for her actually voluntarily going outside is the fact that she was wearing her coat. That's the only only case that I will make as a hint that she voluntarily went voluntarily went outside. Or she voluntarily went outside just to get air because she was so true, true, true. She if she was drinking, I'm sure she was hot because you know when you drink, oh, yeah. you get sweaty and gross. Mm-hmm. Um, or she just was aggravated at whatever happened. So after she was in the room, she was like, you know, what? I'm just gonna go outside. I need I need fresh air, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then you know when Robert went to go check on her, he could have pushed her over at that point because allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Because he was like, oh, she's outside. Joink. I'm going to allegedly push her in. Yeah, allegedly. allegedly. Um, yeah, it's this one is, like I said, it's like literally shrouded in mystery. Mm-hmm. It's been just over 40 years after her death. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculously sad. Um, and it's sad that there's like no actual answers. No, nope. and they're not. Even, we're not even close to getting an answer either mm-hmm. because right. it's just going in circles. There's nothing... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing. And I have to say, I hate that Christopher Watkins not doesn't say anything. Same. Like, I really hate that. Same. I feel like if he gave his point of view that mm-hmm. night, I think that would help a lot. Like, even though, even if he was sleeping through, like, whatever happened, happened, mm-hmm. to at least give his perspective on mm-hmm. what happened that night, to shine a little bit of light for peace of mind for the people who are surviving, mm-hmm. would be, I think, a huge piece of uh, again peace of mind to to the survivors i agree I literally repeated what i said in just a different you did. way you did but, but that's okay that's and, okay yeah you guys are with me on that yeah so yeah i kind of hate that he doesn't say anything especially since i'm a walking fan so me too and know. maybe maybe on his deathbed i fucking hate deathbed confessions oh no no no! i'm not saying like no i like, know but i just fucking hate that shit i do too but like who? What else does he have to hide? What reason would he have to hide at that point? I know. And I'm sure, you know, everybody will be dead. So it's not like anybody would be incriminated. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. Yeah. That's my hmm. my two cents. And plus, I think I feel like everybody does deathbed confessions of things that they've never even witnessed or been a part of. Yeah. Like, how many deathbed confessions for um, other stories have we done? Like, um... Uh, Rudolph, remember um, the reindeer? No, he didn't kill anyone. No, not Maya. The, Maya Rudolph. What was her no, name? No. Uh, you did her. The oh, little girl. Uh, Rudolph. Maria Rudolph. Maria yeah. Rudolph. Not Rudolph. Sorry, yes. my bad. But remember how they had a deathbed confession, yes. and then they were like, "No, no, check out my brother." Blah yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah blah. So it's like, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And there's other stories like um, when I listen to other podcasts where like, oh, this person did a deathbed confession, but it was proved that they didn't do it. And yeah. blah, blah, blah. like, why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, I don't know. Well, thank you for telling that story. Um, it, it's one of my favorites for sad reasons. It's mm-hmm. just it, it's always intriguing. I think we all have those like ones that are like nobody would really understand why it would be our like quote favorite yeah um you know that it's just like i i can't get enough of watching shit about this one yes you know um and it's because there's no definite answer and i love hearing all the different things that different documentaries or whatever bring up because it's like Mm -hmm. oh i didn't think about that or oh i didn't know that like i just it's always something new that comes to light yeah usually i'm not a fan of unsolved crimes just because they usually frustrate it usually frustrates me um and i think they tend to frustrate me because i always feel like with a lot of the ones we talk about the answer is like right there and everybody can kind of safely assume what happens but there's just not enough to be like yep proof positive that's we know that this is what went on right um so i tend to shy away from a lot of unsolved stuff because they usually frustrate me yeah understandably so i get that but yeah I get that. Well, good job. <sighs> Thanks. Good job. Thanks. I approve. I approve of this. <laughs> I approve this message. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, who would be your young Hollywood hunk full house of good-looking dudes? Of this current time period? No, like old-timey Hollywood hunks. Oh, I don't know. You don't know? I'm not. I, no, I don't know. Okay, so then what's your this time period? Oh, but there's so many. Yeah. Like, I... I could do old-timey and I can do this time period. Like, it's hard for me because I mm. find so many of them good-looking. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't I don't even know if I could do that. Regardless of the time period, like, if I actually was to sit and contemplate it, I can't. Mm. I can't. Like, maybe if you give me, like, time, <laughs> I could pick, like, my top three to five. Uh-huh. Um, but I can't do it off the top of my head. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my old timey ones are pretty easy for me because I have like my few that I'm just like, no, I'm sorry. There's they've never made a better looking person than that. Mm-hmm. Like Elvis Presley, I'm sorry, is perfect looking. Mm-hmm. Those lips, those eyes. Oh, my God, that hair. Um, Gene Kelly. Ugh. Young Marlon Brando. Holy bleep. Uh, Dean Martin, very good looking. And yeah, those are like kind of my top homies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and like now, you're going to disagree with this one, but Chris Evans is definitely mm-hmm, one of them. Mm-hmm. I don't even care. He's mm-hmm, so handsome. Mm-hmm. And he's like a nice person. He's like written by women. He's hot. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Oscar Isaacs, I love him. There's something, and like I think it's also because he's like very chiseled and kind of old timey looking. Probably. So I love yes. that. Like he's like very classically handsome. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. Oscar Isaacs, and he's another one where like he just like looks at people and you're like, yeah, you're hot. <laughs> you're hot. You're hot. Of course, James Marsters, of forever course. and always. Spike from Buffy. He of will course. always be the love of my life. And he called you a happy meal. He did. He called me a little happy meal. Mm-hmm. So hot. Mm-hmm. Kevin Richardson from the Backstreet Boys. Of course. Doy. Of course. And I will fight anybody on that. Yes. Like, from the minute they came on the scene to literally now, the handsomest. Those eyebrows can't even handle it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he's also a very good person. And he's also a very good person. You're right. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, Kevin. <sighs> okay, so <laughs> just, as we're both sitting here, like just dreaming about his <sighs> eyebrows, just dreaming about his eyebrows, <laughs> and his Jesus hair, which is back, by the way. I know. I love it. I don't. Short, long, gone. No, I like. Kevin. I love. I miss shaved head, Kevin. I see. I liked him best when he had the spiky hair. Oh, I like spiky hair, Kevin. Like Jesus hair, Kevin. No, Jesus hair, Howie. No. Oh, I love flat iron Howie. No, and Nick had a slick back Jesus hair look. He did. Hated that too. He did the slick back during uh, "I'll Never Break Your yep. Heart." I don't think Bad. Brian ever. Ha- no, because he's no, balding. He's bald. AJ never because he's, he's balding. Bald. Um, well, now he's hair plugs. I love you all, but it's the <laughs> we truth. Love you. We love you all so much. It's, it's just we're just we're just. Speaking the truth, but yeah. number one fans. Yes. Um, <laughs> big, big, big fans. Big, big, big fans. We'll see you in June. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For real. For Rizzle. Um, the tickets are right in that drawer right there. Oh, they're so pretty. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't see them. Like, I could I have x ray vision. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking through the drawer like that. It's like the energy is just pulsating mm-hmm. through the desk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where were we going with the Jesus hair? I don't know. I, don't I, was talking about, <laughs> I was talking about Kevin Richardson and we got we derailed. Yes. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. And I'm sitting here. I'm looking at the the uh, Funko mm-hmm. Pops. Mm-hmm. Even his Funko Pop is adorable. It is. No, his Funko Pop. Look at his little uh, goatee and stuff. And his little eyebrow. Uh. Mm. Okay. So okay. on that note. All right. We're weird, and we love the Backstreet Boys. So <laughs> yes. Um. But so if you all could, we'd really appreciate it if you like, rate, review, and subscribe. Please. Um, do all that mm-hmm. and tell your friends and then tell them to tell their friends so we could all be friends mm-hmm. and we could all talk about true crime together. Mm-hmm. Um, and we could also have little powwows where we talk about all the hot boys. <laughs> yeah, I could do that all day long. It's like really legit. legit. I, mean, I feel like we should do a special episode of just talking about <laughs> hot boys. Um, I have been boy crazy since as long as I can remember. So. This, is, this is very true. Don't this mind is, me. Accurate, yeah. true facts. Um, great review. So tell a friend. Uh, you can find us on social media, mm-hmm. uh, Bed Crime Stories at um, Instagram and Twitter mm-hmm. and TikTok eventually. Um, and if you want to say hello, ask us to do a specific story, ask us to clarify on something that we could have yeah. said in the past. Absolutely hit Talk us up. Talk about good looking actors. I mean, tell us if you agree about Kevin's eyebrows. Like... There. You know what? Honestly, don't because I might have to fight you. <laughs> I'll, if if you, you agree, you can answer. Yes. If you don't, you just want to keep that to yourself. Actually, if anybody does, I'll read them first. That okay. way, that way, Charlie doesn't Jovi, get violent. Jovi will vet the Kevin Richardson eyebrow conversation. I absolutely will. Um, but yeah, slide up into our DMs mm-hmm. or email us at bedcrimestoriespod at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's it. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, be kind to one another. Please. Uh, we'd appreciate it as a personal favor to us. Um, <laughs> and to the world. And to the world. Um, you guys have a good rest of your day, night, whatever time you're listening to us. We'll see you all next week. But until then, sweet dreams. I love us being together again. Me too. Everything sounds so much better. It's Our theme song is the song Industrial Music Box by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Creativecommons.org backslash licenses backslash by backslash 3.0.